You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We have a special edition of our show today where we are going to dive in and talk about Boston College's new men's basketball coach, Earl Grant. Now, if you have not caught on, you can head over to bcbulletin.com. You can read all about Earl Grant. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Earl Grant, what he is, the whole process that led to his hiring. We're going to talk about his strengths and weaknesses or where we think he may land. And we'll look at where Boston College needs to go from here with Grant in terms of this being a first step and in, in, in what hopefully will be many moves to improve the program. So let's jump in with the kind of order of uh, the order of operations, if you will, with this hiring. Now, on Monday morning, the first news that broke was another team grabbing one of Boston College's alleged um uh, coaches they were trying to land, and that was Makai Shrewsbury. We talked about him quite a bit, or Micah Shrewsbury, excuse me, on our show as a potential uh, candidate. He was the assistant at Purdue, and now he's heading over to Penn State to be their head coach. So, you know, you, you heard about this. You thought, oh, okay, well, there's one less. You know, Dennis Gates, you've got, you know, uh, Howard Isley. you got some these other names that we've heard, Mark Schmidt. Maybe Boston College is going to wait to get one of those those players. Those coaches, excuse me. And then within like the hour, it was John Rothstein and Pete Thamel, both at the same time, tweeting out that Boston College had landed Earl Grant. And now, I mean, if you've listened to my podcast, I have listed probably like 13 possible candidates for this job. And Earl Grant's name never left my lips. I had no clue who he was. I, I've seen him pop up as a potential dark horse candidate on one site the uh, the other day. I think it might have been 247. Um and I was like, yeah, I mean, they're not going to go for that. So I was stunned when I heard the news. I was like, oh, man. And and the reaction, as you can expect, was not very positive on, on the Internet. To start off, it was just a very guttural reaction. You saw you know, Jeff Goodman going, what is this? You know, This is not what we expected. But as you've seen through this whole process, Jeff Goodman is kind of a troll. He's been trolling Boston College fans for about three months now. So take him with a grain of salt, please. Don't really – don't – you know, put too much into what he has to say. But a lot of fans were very upset, you know, and, and rightfully so. And I understand it. You know, Grant was not a name that, you know, hits the wow factor. He's not a name that really catches your attention. He's a new guy. He's not someone at a college that you heard of. He's from the College of Charleston. And that wasn't like what people expected. But so we look at, let's look at what his history is. So, he was an assistant throughout some of the Southern colleges. He was at Citadel from 2002 to 2004. Then he went off to Winthrop. And then he you know, most notably was at Wichita State from 2007 to 2010, where they uh, he was part of that big season that Wichita State really you know rose to the top. They had that 25 and 10 season. Uh, and they advanced to the championship game of their conference tournament. Then he went from uh, Winthrop and Wichita State to Clemson. And Clemson, he, he was there for for a while. He was an assistant that really, you know, 
he uh, big in recruiting. We'll talk about that as one of his strengths in a little bit. But he was a recruiter. He um, was big on working with the point guards and defense. I think that was a big thing with him. He was big on defense. So he was there until 2016, 2017, when he went off to the College of Charleston. And at his time at College of Charleston, he had a 24 and nine record in 2018, 2019. He had two. He had a 25 and 10 record in 2016, 2017. And then the last year. He had uh, last year they went down a little bit, and this year they were only a 500 team. Now I'm not making excuses for him, but you got to put context into that because you can just say, "Oh, he, you know, he was a 500 coach this year." His best player blew out his knee five games into the season, and his team got ravaged by um, COVID-19. So I think that kind of puts in a little bit of. Uh, understanding of why his team struggled this year and they might have struggled without you know without those issues but i think those are two pretty big things that could happen so he ends up at boston college so he you know after his time and we'll talk about what his pros and cons are in a moment but i mean just look at it this is what he is you know it i think it's important to to talk about what he's done he's had some good seasons he's you know he has acc experience and um you're gonna have to wait until the third segment to hear whether i like this hire or not i'm gonna be coy with you but before we do let's chat about rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving customers for years and helping them find auto parts that they need they have everything from engine control modules brake pants to brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices are always low. And it's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now I've talked about Locked On Bets before, but you if you have not checked them out, you really need to. Betting on college basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. If you like this podcast, if this is your first time listening, well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, if you would like more of this, all you have to do is hit subscribe, whether you're using Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play, whatever, you know, radio.com. We're on all these different apps. Whatever you like using, hit that subscribe button and make sure we make you part of, make us part of your daily routine, whether it's listening to us while you're washing dishes or going for a run or your commute. Make us part of your life and we're going to have some really great interviews coming up. I, I'm still working on a really good one. I think I'm going to get soon. So you're going to want to check us out. Now let's talk positives and negatives on Earl Grant. I, I keep want to call him Earl Gray. You know, my wife drinks Earl Gray tea, and I, I, I got to get that name out of my head. So, Earl Grant. So, you know, 
obviously it's not a sexy pick. It's not a wow factor. I know that is something that's really been great. It really grates on BC fans. I've someone was just telling me that they think it's the worst hire since Spaz. And I'll talk to you. I'll talk a little bit about where my thoughts are in a little bit, but let's get into the pros and cons of Earl Grant. So the first thing is his defense. I think he, you know, Obviously, if you watch Boston College under Jim Christian, the biggest thing that la- – oh, there was a lot of things lacking, but one of the biggest problems with this team was the defense. You know, BC was in the 300s, ranked in the 300s in terms of points allowed. In near the end, it was getting really bad. Like, they just could not make stops at all. They were letting up wicked easy buckets. Well, you're going to bring in Grant, who is known for his defense. At College, at college of Charleston – they had a uh, one, you know, they were one of the top ranked defenses in their conference. One of the best ranked, you know, this year. I don't really count a lot, and you know, you can rip on me for that. But it, it was it was a lost year for a lot of squads, and I know BC was really bad. But Charleston, Charleston Southern uh, College of Charleston, excuse me, also had their issues this year too with COVID and all that. So I don't really want to look at the stats from this year. I'm, it is what it is. You know, last year, they did not have a good year either. So I think that, you know, you get two years there. But 2019, they were, you know, top 100 in terms of defense. And they, when he was with Clemson, they were, you know, a top 25 defense. And I think that that says a lot about what he can bring. He's, he, he, you know, his, his reputation is a defensive-minded coach. So that is a positive. That is something that you can look forward to. We'll look at something else he's good at, which is recruiting. When he was at Brad at Brad Brownell's Brownell's, excuse me, Clemson squad, he was the lead recruiter for Clemson. And you know, if you've been following ACC sports, Clemson has had a revitalization over the last 10, 15 years in basketball. He recruited 10 of 15 players for Clemson. And that includes some of the big names like KJ McDaniels, who ended up in the NBA, and some of these other kids. At Charleston uh, College of Charleston, including um, Jarrell Brantley, who was third team all uh, All CAA, and uh, he's had two of his players enter the NBA draft from College of Charleston, which is incredible because in the history of that school, only there there was only two before them. So in the in the last seven years, he's done that. So I think those are two really big positives. He's a players' coach; that's a positive as well. And from what I'm hearing, he's a very energetic and engaging coach. So I think those are all the positives. Now, if you're going to look at the concerns, and I think this is fair, I'm not here to carry water for Boston College. I'm giving you a balanced view. And, and you know, I gave you the positive. Now let's give you the concerns. The, 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 the hire itself doesn't do what I think it needs to do, which is to get attention on Boston College. You needed a pop. Right, that's why names like Thad Mata, John Beeline, those names have all been popped around. And then you bring in a coach like this, and you're like, "Ooh, not the name that you wanted." And so he's gonna have to win in order to get the fans back. It's not gonna be like, "Oh, John Beeline's the new head coach. Let's buy season tickets now because he's good." You're gonna need to develop this program, and I think that um, Earl Grant can do that. It's just gonna take some time. And I know Boston College is, is in the dregs right now, but I don't think it's the worst thing to get a coach in here that can develop. He's only 44. He's a coach of uh, coach of color, which is also positive. 
I don't think it's the worst thing to get a coach that's going to develop a program, right? You don't want a coach like Beeline who's going to come in. I mean, you do, but that's one way of doing it. But when Beeline leaves, he, you know, he could be gone, and then the the program finds a coach and then just falls back into to oblivion again. If you get a coach like Grant who can build it up and make it sustainable, then maybe you've got something. Kind of like what you got with Jeff Halfley. It seems like maybe these coaches are similar, and we're going to hear from Earl Grant on Tuesday morning. What you know, I've never heard him talk before, so I'm really engaged. To, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say. But in terms of catching fans, like right off the bat, the difference between Grant and Halfley is very different. <laughs> you know, when Halfley was named, you know, when the news popped on Halfley being the Knicks head coach, people went crazy. When Grant got the, the, the when it was named that Grant was going to be the new head coach, it it was it was nasty on on social media. You know, for myself, I just signed off. I I don't. No offense, I just. A lot of the negativity is just—it's not my style right now, at least. I—I—I—I'll tell you where I'm at with that, but that's kind of where I'm at now. One of the biggest critiques I've seen of Grant is his inability to recruit the Northeast, which I'll get into in the final uh, piece. But he has been a good recruiter in the Carolina area, which is a very talent-rich area. And obviously, if Boston—you know—you're a Boston College fan, you know about. Jerome Robinson and Kai Bowman and, and, and the likes of them who all come from that area. So Boston College can continue to build there. That's fine. And we'll talk about what they need to do in the Northeast in a little bit. In a moment, I'm going to kind of wrap up my thoughts on the, on the Earl Grant hiring. And I'm going to give you my evaluation and where I stand on it. And it's going to be, a, it'll be a longer segment than the first two because I have a lot to say about my personal feelings about it. And you may agree with me, you may not, and that's fine. We'll talk about that in a moment. But before we do, let's chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the easiest, fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but college basketball, NBA, and the NHL are in full swing. And they have everything. They have award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. All you need to do is head over to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKEDON on your first deposit. Again, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, let me talk to you about Built Bar. If you've been listening to me talk on this podcast, I've talked about Built Bar quite a bit. It's the amazing protein bar on the market that's one of the best on, on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness time. Today's matchup is peanut butter versus coconut puff. Now, I have to make a choice on which one I like better, and this is a really, really tough one because I am a huge fan of the coconut anything that Bill Bar makes, and coconut puff are, are amazing. They're just like little puffs of chocolate and coconut. They're they're great. But I'm gonna go for a stunner here, and I'm gonna go with peanut butter, and I'll tell you why. I am, and this is weird. I do not really particularly care for chocolate with peanut butter. My wife rips on me all the time for this. However. I really enjoyed the peanut butter Bilt Bar. 
And to the point where I felt it was like it was more filling and it just tasted good. So I'm going to go with peanut butter on this. It's it's going to be a, a different one for me. So that is my choice. And so when you you can head on over to BuiltBar.com and make your vote and you just use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. This is Locked On Boston College. On tomorrow's show, I have so much I'm going to have to get into because it's going to be Earl Grant's opening press conference. And then at 1 o'clock, I have Jeff Halfley for his press conference to start off spring football. So that's already two segments right there. I'm going to probably have those on all three. So you're going to want to check out to hear what they have to say. I'm really excited to hear what, what they're going to talk about. So check back on Wednesday's show for updates on all of that and news. I'm sure there's going to be some news to go along with that. Now, here's the part I'm sure you all want to know. AJ, what do you think of this hire of Earl Grant? Are you for it? Are you against it? How are you standing here? So here, I'm going to go right into this and I'm going to get into my thoughts. So like you, I saw that hire and I was like, oh, what are they doing? And I, I, I was underwhelmed. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I agree with you. I was underwhelmed with the hire, but I just let it sit with me because I, it was a funny story. Pete Thamel blocked me on Twitter because I think I freaked out before I was a real like writer and I was more of a fan when Jim, Jim Christian was hired. Um, and said something about him. I forget what I said, but I have to look at Pete Thamel on an alternate account because he blocked me for something I said back then, but whatever. So I, I have, I've calmed down with this stuff. So I, I, I just looked at it and I was like, Oh, I went, I actually went and got my vaccine. I'm excited about that. And I just kind of processed some of the information about him. And I've had many, many, many people tell me, oh my gosh, I had a Rhode Island fan. What are you doing? The Louisville writer I'm friends with. What is this? Eric Hoffs is texting me. He's not, you know, he's going to be positive, but he, he doesn't know where it stands. I, I get that. I totally get it. And I'm skeptical too. And, you know, Earl Grant's going to have to win me over because um, I, he doesn't have the huge resume that, like some of these other guys, like, oh, you know, if Mark Schmidt came in, I'd be like, oh, you know, he's a program builder. I've seen him win. He can do it. He's not, a, you know, a, a wow factor. But, hey, I've seen him do, you know, he may be a boring pick, but he can do it. Earl Grant, we haven't seen that. He's had two big 20-win seasons with College of Charleston. So you have to give him some credit for that. However, I think it's fair to say that he doesn't have the excite. He's not going to get the fan base lit up. So I, here's where I'm at. After all of that, I'm skeptical, but I'm ready to give him a chance. It's a young coach, a coach that has had success, that he's had ACC success with with Clemson. And so I think there's a lot of similar. I think people are losing the forest from the trees between him and Dennis Gates, because I think with Grant, he's done what Gates has done. But he has done it without relying on a whole roster of JUCOs. So I think it's fair to remember. Like, you know, we all wanted Dennis Gates here. But he did it at Cleveland State with a roster full of guys that would never get into Boston College. So there's a piece of me that's a little skeptical of what Gates did. But also, if you mirror what Grant did versus what Gates has done, they're kind of similar. Okay. So I'm not that, you know, maybe the records are a little off and that's okay. But College of Charleston is as bad of a program historically as Cleveland State was. 
So I think it's fair to say that Grant has been able to do some things at a program that was bad. Uh, so I'm going to stay with this. This is where I'm at. This is AJ's point of view on this hire. I'm skeptical, but I'm going to give it a chance. I want to see what this guy can do. He's a young coach. He's he's going to be exciting. I think, you know, someone at BC, they told me, they sent me a DM right after it happened and everyone's freaking out. They said, AJ, just wait till he talks and you'll understand why we hired him. So I'm not sure what that means. It could just be BC talking to kind of cover their butt. But, you know, this is the same staff that hired Jeff Halfley, you know, some of the, some of the junior staff, not, not Pat Kraft that I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I want to see what he has to say. And, you know, it's not a retread and it's not a bad, I don't think this is a bad hire. I'm, I'm going to say that right now. Uh, you know, he could fall on his face and that could definitely happen. But I think this is a guy that could build a program here and I'm willing to give him a chance. And I think that's where we're going to be, right? We want a guy that can do that. Now, the big piece for Grant, and this is the part where I can't evaluate him right now, is what is his staff going to look like? Because if he can lock, he can surround himself with knockout recruiters and do, you know, like Jeff Halfley has his Azar Abdul Rahim, and he's got some he's got some killer recruiters on his staff. If Grant gets that same um, flexibility, and from what Pete Thamel said, and from what I've heard, because I talked to the same people Thamel did, I've heard that BC's getting extra staff, just like Halfley got, and they're going to get a bigger pool that's, you know, commensurate to whatever ACC programs are out there for that assistant pool. So maybe, as I said before, Grant is not in a, a Northeast guy, but you bring in a, a, a killer Northeast recruiter. You bring in a guy that can recruit the Carolinas. You bring in a guy that can, you know, recruit different areas of the country and you lock, you start to establish those pipelines and you develop those pipelines so that you can bring in guys that are ACC level. Jim Christian did that to an extent, but he wasn't really consistent. And he, you know, you had guys that, obviously we're not ACC caliber players. I think Grant's going to be able to take that to the next level, but we need to see who those coaches are going to be. Who is he going to bring in? Because I, I honestly, it's not a cop out here. Grant is, is himself is, is underwhelming, but we're going to wait to see. He could, his staff could define what his coaching, uh, coaching tenure could look like. If he goes out and he hires these guys, it makes his job look better. It makes his job easier. It makes his transition easier. And, you know, he brings in a few guys right away. The turnaround in basketball is not like football, right? You can bring in a few guys, and within a few years, you're immediately starting to, to, to move up the ranks. So I really want to see what that means. I want to see who he brings in. Does he keep Scott Spinelli? Does he, does he let him go? Or does Spinelli just say, I'm out? I'm not sure where that's going to be, but we're going to have to wait and see. So all in all, with... Um, Earl Grant, I keep wanting to call him Evan. Earl Grant, I'm lukewarm on this hire, but I'm not ready to go throw myself off Gaston Hall like I've seen some people on Twitter doing. It's not it. It's not fair. He's not an you know what a crotchety old coach that they're getting as a retread like Christian was. This is a young coach. He's only been a coach for seven years. He's had some success. Let's see what he does in a new system. Let's see what's you know Pat Kraft has had success at Temple. He's had success as a coach, uh, hiring coaches. Why are we not trusting him on this one? I, I don't know if it's because he struck. I don't know if we're hiring Grant because they struck out on a whole bunch of other coaches. They might have. But maybe he has a connection with this coach. Maybe he likes Grant for a certain reason, and we're going to find that out. You know, 
and please don't say that I'm I'm carrying the water at Boston College. I am not defending this move. I'm just saying I'm willing to give it a chance to see what happens, and then I will evaluate it when it happens. It's you cannot make a evaluation of a coaching hire in March. I'm sorry, you can't. Because if you went back three or four years and evaluated, and people did this, when they evaluated Indiana getting Archie Miller, they thought that was the greatest hire ever. And look at what happened there. He flamed out bad. And you get other coaches, like um, Brad Underwood at Illinois, where people are like, what the heck is this? And look at where they're at. They're at the top of the the Big Ten in a, in a top 25 team. So, yeah, it, you can probably say that, you know, maybe this is an underwhelming hire, but let's play it out. Let's see what happens. Let's see how he coaches in games. Let's see how he recruits. Let's see how he um, tries to to engage the, the the fan base to get the 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 students back in. We can't just we can't evaluate that from Jeff Goodman's tweet or from a, a video from BC. You need to see what he's going to do. So I I'm ready to give him a chance. I'm hoping you will too, so that we can see what happens. And maybe he does stink, and then we we're all you know we're in the same boat five years from now. But hopefully. He'll be the guy that will finally get this boat turned around. So tomorrow's show, we'll have even more to talk about this. I I have talked for 25 minutes about Earl Grant, and that's all I got. I am tapped out on this conversation. So we will be back tomorrow with more talk about Earl Grant. And if you have not done so already, please like us on your favorite podcast directory. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Boston College as I am the editor and publisher bcbulletin.com check out my work there I have you know articles up constantly about all sorts of things Boston College you want to check those out so this is AJ Black take care we will see you all again tomorrow